It's Tuesday, March 22nd, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Great to be with you again today as we dive back into God's Word together. We are in 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we are looking at a saying that had been developed in the first century, uh, kind of a traditional creedal saying that people were beginning to even maybe quote in worship services or quote to one another, kind of developed like a proverb had developed. And what Paul says is this is a trustworthy, trustworthy saying. You can, you can believe this. It's true. It's in line with the scriptures. So much so that I'm going to include it in the scriptures by writing it in this letter. And God, by his supernatural hand, makes sure that we keep this saying and that we can recognize that this saying is God's word to us. Now, it's not God's word to us just because it's tradition. It's God's word to us because God included it in his word by breathing it out through the pen of Paul. How we understand the Bible is really important. It is only the Bible that has ultimate authority because it is only the Bible that is God's word to us. And so, as God reveals himself through his word, as Jesus teaches us through his word, as the Holy Spirit helps us apply his word in our lives, we can trust its authority. And this saying that was developed in the first century, the saying that maybe was really popular among early Christians, is trustworthy because it's in the scriptures. And we are able to uh, learn from it and, and live out of it. So let's look at this saying again. It's verses uh, 11 through 13 of 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verse 11 says, The saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. These four couplets make up an early poem that was living in the life of the church, and we want to look at this first couplet today. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. What does he mean here? Well, there's... There's an option that's on the table that we want to deal with first. And I think as we do, we'll find that this isn't really what Paul has in mind. But in the context of the passage, he's talking about his suffering. He's talking about what he's had to endure. It could mean that the death here points to martyrdom, to being killed for the sake of the gospel. If we die with him, we will also live with him. But what's interesting about this is that Paul is talking in the past tense. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. Past tense, future tense. So not if we go and die with him, as if a conditional possibility, uh, something that could happen. This is not a, a call to seek martyrdom. And, and what's interesting is many in the, in the first centuries of the church would seek martyrdom. Martyrdom movements took place where Christians would put themselves in um, dire situations in the hopes that they would be martyred for Christ. Now, martyrdom is a reality. There are people who die for their faith. But Paul is not here telling us to seek it out as if the only way we will live is if we go and die a martyr's death. No, he's talking past tense. 
as if it's something that he has already experienced, something that Christians have already experienced. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. Now, what might Paul be getting at here? Well, I think he's getting at something key to our understanding of salvation. It it, it reminds me a little bit, actually, of something he says in Romans. Romans chapter 6, verse 5 says this, If we have been united with Jesus in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Now, what does that mean, to be united with Jesus in a death like his? Does it mean we must all be crucified? No. If you go back just a little bit more in Romans chapter 6, just a couple verses before, He says this, starting in verse 3. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Throughout the rest of this chapter, Paul will tell his his readers in Romans to be sure that they have died to sin and that they live to God. We see this explicitly in verse 10. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. If we have died with him, what does that mean? If we are dead to sin, if we've been united to Christ... If we've been united to a death like his through our baptism, and I'll explain that in a second, that means that we will also live with him. We will have a resurrection life. Now, Paul says that this is is part of baptism, that we are baptized into the death of Jesus Christ. Does this mean that you have to be baptized before you can go to heaven? Well, no. There is something that we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is something that takes place um, in the moment that you are saved. In the moment that you cling to Christ by faith, you receive the Holy Spirit. And the sign of this happening and the seal, the covenantal seal of this happening is baptism. But the actual happening is the receiving of the Holy Spirit. Here's what I mean by that. You drive a car down the road and you see a stoplight. The stoplight is a sign that cars stop here. And as the car stops at the intersection, it functions as a seal. You are sealed to that spot until the stoplight changes and you get a grain and you're able to leave. But the light doesn't actually stop the car, does it? It's a sign. And as it takes place, it seals. But the actual doing of the stopping of the car, that relies on the car itself, right? The car itself has to stop. Baptism is a sign and seal of our death in Christ and our resurrection like his. We are 
Um, we, are, we are covered in the water, either by immersion or by pouring or by sprinkling. We, we receive the sign of water baptism. And then we were, as the water is dried away, we are shown to be raised with Christ, resurrected. It is a sign and a seal of God's faithfulness to us that shows that if you die with me, you also live with me. If you have died to sin, if, if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, if your flesh has been crucified with Christ, then you also will raise with Christ. And baptism is a sign and seal of that reality. It is the picture, the sacramental covenantal picture of what God is doing with his people, saving them from their sins. You see, baptism is a sign of God's faithfulness to his people. And it seals the covenant promise that the things that belong to us from God are for us and for our children. And so you see, we, we, we receive salvation by faith alone. And baptism is the sign and seal of that faith. We have died with Christ. We will live with Christ. That truth keeps us going forward. It is declared in baptism. It is lived out in the Christian life. Are we dead to sin? Are we living to Christ? It's a question that we should be asking ourselves every day. Am I dead to sin or am I and I'm alive to Christ or am I not? You see, asking ourselves this question is part of God's tool to keep us moving forward in, in holiness and in sanctification before his sight. Have I died to sin today? Am I alive in Christ today? How am I living that out? This is an important question for all of us to ask every single day. If you're starting your day with us today, and you're saying, man, this Tuesday is full of craziness, I'm dead to sin and alive to Christ. I don't need to give in to my flesh because I'm alive in Christ. If you ended your day today and you look back and you say, oh man, so many mistakes. Brother, sister, Christian, you are dead to sin and alive to Christ. You can confess your sin and receive forgiveness because you are a child of God. You've been raised with him. You will live with him forever. I pray that comforts you, and I pray that encourages you today as we head through the rest of this week. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for baptism, a sign and seal of your faithfulness to us, that we are dead to sin and alive to Christ. And Lord, we thank you for the lived reality of that, and we pray, would you help us to be faithful to turn away from sin and towards Christ. You have declared us dead to sin and alive in him. Would we live that out moment by moment, day by day? We love you and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. See you again tomorrow for another episode of Good Bull Talk Daily.